Nothing But The Words, episode number 17, How to Avoid Common Pitfalls in Writing Your Story. Welcome to Nothing But The Words, the podcast that gives you everything you need to know to write a phenomenal book. Now here's your host, your author coach, Candace L. Davis. Hey there, and welcome to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis. And in this episode, we're going to dive into some of the pitfalls you may run across when you're writing your story, but I'm going to give you some simple ways to avoid those pitfalls and write your story in a way that you can be proud of. Last week, I had the opportunity to speak at Beach Camp, which is one of my favorite annual events. It's normally held in Daytona Beach, and this year we were obedient and stayed at home. And um, we took it online. We had a virtual beach camp. It is an opportunity for women to come and learn. It is ladies only from other women in business. So I was just one of about a dozen, maybe a little more female entrepreneurs who spoke on a wide variety of subjects. It was fantastic. If you are a woman in business, I highly suggest you grab a copy of the recording at beachpreneurs.com. The price is super low and the half of the proceeds actually go to uh, a nonprofit organization, Feeding America. So if you have any interest in learning how to write a business building book, that's what I spoke on. And there are many other women there who gave you, who gave insights and direction in how to build your business online and how to take care of yourself while you're doing that. So let's dive into some of the pitfalls of writing your own story. Obviously, if you're writing a memoir, whether it's a personal memoir of your own personal experiences or personal memoir tracking your journey in your career, in your business, you're still telling your own story. So this is especially applicable to you. But if you're writing a how-to book or any other kind of nonfiction that's meant to position you as an expert or an authority, you will be telling some part of your story in that book. It's part of what positions you as the expert. You're not just producing a reference book. You're producing a book that teaches people how to do something, but also shows them that you're the expert. So you want to be sure that you tell your story as well as you possibly can. So let's look at some of the common pitfalls that authors run into in writing their own story. These mistakes can really ruin the effectiveness of your book, but they're simple to avoid when you know how. So pitfall number one, it's all too common, (laughs) is making the story all about you. Now I get it. It's your story, right? But you also want to give your readers a reason to read it. So you have to give them some value, share your insights. So your readers walk away smarter than they were before they read your story. One of my coaching clients actually looked at her first draft of her memoir, which she had written, (laughs) and she freaked out because she felt like it was just so much I and so much me, and she thought it came across as egotistical. But reading it, it it did not come across as egotistical at all because even though, of course, there was quite a bit of I and me because it is her story, she consistently shared insights from her experiences, whether she had a success or a failure, she was able to share the lessons that she learned from that experience. Share your insights so your reader can get more from your book, more value than just voyeuristic entertainment. 
if we want voyeuristic entertainment, we can turn to reality TV. We don't need to invest in a book. So if you want to position yourself as an expert, especially, it's important that you draw the lessons out for your readers. So instead of making it all about you, share your insights. Pitfall number two is painting yourself as a victim. Now, don't get me wrong. There are many people who write memoirs or share their story who have been victimized and have survived victimization in some way at some point in their lives. However, that doesn't mean that you are focused on painting yourself as currently a victim. You may have been victimized at some point in your life, but no one wants to read a victim story because we all know that just like we do, you have agency. Even as a child, you took action. Now, maybe because you were a child, you weren't able to get the results you wanted, but you did make choices. And certainly as an adult, you make choices. So even if you couldn't control what happened to you or around you in a particular circumstance that comes up in your story, you did get to choose how to respond. Even today, you're choosing how you want to respond to what happened in your life. So show us that you're a person who chose her responses and lived with the consequences of those choices. Don't paint yourself as a victim. Show us that you understand that you have agency and the ability to respond. It gives you much more credibility and authority regardless of what the situation was. Even if you were in a position where something happened to you and you second-guessed yourself because you put yourself in that situation and maybe you could have done something differently, that's not the point. We understand that people make mistakes and things happen to us, but we want to see that on the other side of it, you have used your ability to make your own decisions. You have used your own agency to take control in your life. Pitfall number three is revenge writing. And I see this all too often when the author hasn't gotten through, I won't say over because I don't know that we get over things, but hasn't gotten through whatever the situation is or the emotional residue of what the situation is. If you find yourself writing your story from a place of bitterness, anger, or vengefulness, take a step back. You may need to write that out just to process it. Do that in a journal. Your book is not the place to do that because now you're taking which is what is essentially poison and pouring it onto your readers. That's not what you want to do. That doesn't mean that you can't share the things that happen to you in your life. Of course you can, but you cannot write it from a place of bitterness or anger or vengefulness and expect the reader to be able to benefit from it. Remember, you're always wanting your reader to also be able to benefit. So if you're still caught up in the emotions of the moment, it can be very difficult to extract the lessons, to share any insights that you may have gotten to gotten to from the experience. And rea- the reality is you may not be at that place yet. If you're writing a memoir about your experience going through a divorce and your divorce was only finalized a few months ago, you might not be ready yet to write about that experience. That's okay. You have plenty of other experiences you can write about, and you may just need to take some time to process it and to really reflect on it and understand it so that you can write from a place that's not emotionless. You still want to be able to give us the emotion of the moment, but where you can take us beyond the emotion of the moment. Get to the other side of the issue before you write about it. And again, that doesn't mean get over it. It just means that you'll be able to write from a place that allows you to share your lessons and what you learned from that experience. Pitfall number four, thinking small. You don't have to confine your story to just 
those things that happened to you or that you did. You can connect your story always to bigger issues. You can connect to historical events. You can connect to issues in society, in our larger culture. Your story did not happen in a vacuum, even if it felt like it did. One of my coaching clients She starts her book with the moment that she became a teenage mother. She's writing a memoir, and it starts with the moment she became a teenage mother. However, she doesn't just talk about her experience and finding out she was 15 and going to have a baby or how her parents reacted or what what happened in her ability to be able to go to school. She does share all of that, but she also connects it, this pivotal experience in her life to the larger cultural issue at that time, which was an explosion in teenage pregnancies. It was the era of just say no, just say no to drugs. There was the beginning of all this abstinence education and teenage pregnancy was exploding. So she's able to give her story more gravitas and more relevance by talking about the bigger issues. Her book doesn't become all about the bigger issue, but she brings that into her story so that people understand that it's not just about one person. This one person is representative of hundreds, if not thousands of other people who were in similar situations. So take your story, however small it may be or however big it may be, and connect it to bigger issues, historical events or societal issues. Pitfall number five is starting from the beginning. You don't have to tell your story from the beginning. And I'm sure I've said this on this podcast before, but it's just because it's one of the most common pitfalls that I see authors run into. They think that writing a memoir or telling their story is like writing an autobiography where you would start from the beginning and tell everything that happened. That is not what this is. You want to start with a moment that matters, whether you're writing your memoir or you're sharing your story in the the introduction of your how-to book so people understand why they should listen to you. Start with the moment that matters. You never, ever, ever need to start your story with the moment you were born unless that was a pivotal event. So if, say, you sustained a life-changing injury at birth, that would be a story you would tell. Or if you sadly, God forbid, lost your mother in the process, then it might be relevant to share the story of the moment you were born. Otherwise, we were all born. We get it. You're here. Start with a moment that matters, a defining moment in your life. And you don't have to choose a moment that was near the beginning of the story you're telling, because you can always start with this defining moment and then jump backward in time and move the reader along with you. It doesn't have to be in straight chronological order. The more important thing is to give us a moment that matters. So you draw us in immediately and make us want to read more of your story. Pitfall number six is exclusively using a microscopic point of view for the whole book. So by a microscopic point of view, I mean you're telling us the things that happen within arm's reach of of your character, which in this case is you, right? Most people write their story initially from that point of view because it's what they remember most. It's all about what what happened within your reach, what you could see in that moment, what you could hear in that moment, what you could smell or taste or touch in that moment. And that's good. We do need that stuff. But pull back and show us the world in which it all happened. To put us in that moment, you have to give us a better sense of the time and place. Because remember, you know what what the larger environment was like, but we don't. It didn't happen in a bubble. Pull back and set the scene. Give us the view more from a telescope. Show us your home, 
but also show us your neighborhood or even your community or your city, whichever is relevant. If the scene occurs in your classroom when you were in school, show us the classroom, the teacher and the students, but also show us the larger schools so we get an idea. Was this a huge high school of 4,000 students or was it a small rural school or small private school of no more than 100 students? Show us the larger schools. Show us the community. If, If the scene took place in your Sunday school class, pull back. Show us all of the Sunday school classes and how many students were in there. Show us the larger church. Show us the neighborhood in which the church was located. Show us the city in which the neighborhood was located. Give us that context. These are all things that informed what happened to you, even if not directly in some way or in the choices you made were also informed by these things. It puts us in the place of where you are because if you had, if you're writing a coming of age memoir of growing up, Your story of growing up in Brooklyn is going to be very different from someone else's story of growing up in a rural town in the middle of Iowa. So that scene matters. Give us the bigger scene. Pull back. Pitfall number seven is leaving us in darkness. Now, most memoirs have some element of tragedy in them because no one gets through life without having any anything bad happen in their lives. We all come up against obstacles that challenge us. We all have failures. We all have people who aren't fair to us, who mistreat us at some point in our lives. But at the other side of that, we need to see some light at the end of the tunnel. My husband calls me the queen of darkness. I love a dark movie. I love a dark book. I love dark TV shows like Westworld and The Americans. Sometimes I watch shows that are dark and I can't even watch the violence. I close my eyes because I'm not there for the violence, but I'm there for the darker story, right? There's something intriguing about that. I even write dark fiction under a pen name. I can be drawn into your dark story if that's the truth of your experience. But as a reader, I also want hope and most readers do. So We all know your story hasn't ended in tragedy because you're still here and you're in a position to write your memoir or to write your story. You get to choose where your story ends. When you're writing either your story as a part of your book or you're writing your memoir to tell a fuller version of your story, you choose where it ends. It doesn't end today. It doesn't end yesterday because that's where you happen to be. You can choose anywhere on the timeline of your life to close your book. And in order to do that, in an effective way, I suggest that you choose to end it in a place that leaves your readers with hope. If your lesson is that life is hard and then you die, then you can end it in a dark space. But if you want to give your readers any kind of positive lesson, you can't do that if you end your book in a place that leaves them feeling like they're still in darkness. It just won't be effective. You get to choose. So as you write along the way, Don't just write about the bad things. We all had some good things, even if it was just a moment, a small moment of kindness from a stranger. Include that moment. We've all had some good things in our lives. If you're writing professional memoir, you couldn't have had a bad experience on every job you ever had. Well, you could have had a bad experience on every job you ever had, but they couldn't have been exclusively bad experiences. If if that's the case, you know, you might want to think about whether or not this is really the book you want to write. 
Mix in some light with the darkness. And when the story is done, make sure you leave us with some hope. Don't leave us dwelling in darkness. It just doesn't serve your readers very well. And, you know, I'm not sure why anyone would intentionally want to put that kind of dark spirit out into the world. And I don't think most people do it on purpose. I think that a lot of writers just get caught up in what they experience and don't necessarily give a lot of thought to how the conclusion of the book is going to impact your readers. So these are the seven seven of the most common pitfalls that you might run into in writing your memoir or telling your story in your book. Don't make it all about you. Instead, share your insights so your readers can get some value. Don't paint yourself as a victim. Instead, demonstrate that you understand that you had agency and the ability to respond. Avoid revenge writing. Instead, get to a place where emotionally you can write from a point of view that lets us know that you're not writing this to attack anyone. Don't think small. Connect your story to bigger issues or historical events and Avoid starting from the very beginning unless it's relevant to your story. Instead, start your book with a moment that matters. You can use a microscopic point of view in writing your book. Bring us in close and let us see the details. But remember also to pull back and give us that telescope view so that we can see what was happening in the larger world around you. And finally, give us some light and leave us with some hope. That's all for now. You can find the resources mentioned in this episode in the show notes at CandiceLDavis.com backslash 17. That's the numeral 17, not spelled out. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate a great review wherever you listen to podcast reviews, help more listeners to find the show. And it makes a huge difference to me. And I really, really appreciate every review. Thanks for listening to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candice L. Davis, and I'll see you next time.